0: Oh boy, it is Friday, welcome to it It is the Big 49, you are listening to the Stretch Show And today about 3pm, you'll be listening to the LCR Last Chance Radio, Motoman and Kyle I don't know Kyle's going to be there, Kyle's busy Kyle's got a real job, he's very busy Says he doesn't know if he's going, he's got real stuff to do Said F you guys, I don't got time to play radio with you clowns I got real work to do I know he's going to be there. Moto Man will be there. Moto Man's always there. Moto Man lives at the radio station because he's Moto Man. So LCR coming up today at 3 o'clock. And then tomorrow, early rising, boys, 9 a.m., the show will start. And that is the Big 49 coverage of motocross racing coming from Southwick in the Boston area, gonna get the mass holes out there on a motocross track, and we will be there to cover it. 9 a.m. the coverage starts on the 49, 10 a.m. the gate drops for 250 Moto 1. And boy, did we have some news dropping yesterday, right about midway through the stretch show. You know what's crazy? This is I love this so much, because I don't give two F's. About breaking news, I don't care. I'd rather have a good story or something entertaining or something uh, you know, insight into a story that you may already know. That's more than anything. That's what I want. I want to be topical or I want to be entertaining, and hopefully both. Well, I'm literally online and my phone updates click click click, and I see the story posted by KTM USA. The the the. KTM race team, Red Bull KTM team announcing that them and Cooper Webb have agreed to part ways and effective immediately he is no longer with the team. And I see that story and I immediately post a Cooper video and I write the quote underneath. And I say, we'll get you details when we can. Okay, I was the like, outside of KTM on Instagram, if you look at the feed, the we broke the story. I mean, KTM released the story, but I was the first on it. Like, I beat mean, every Moto Media outlet. These are people that have staffs. These are people that are paid to do this. I do the Big 49 in my spare time from my house. I'm not kidding. I have a studio in my house, and I'm a real radio guy. There's There's that to it. And my radio partners are real radio people, and we have real radio equipment, and we're radioed out, but on moto-wise, we're just fans. We're a knucklehead fans, and the fact that we beat, I mean, Racer X, Vital MX, uh, all these moto-heads, like, bam, we were up before they were, and I looked at it, and then all of a sudden, I saw them all plastering after we posted, and I'm like, oh, my God, we beat them all, and they all screamed to me first, 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 first. It was funny. It, it made me laugh. Pro Motocross didn't even get on it before we did. And I'm not saying I gave any scoop. Everyone had the same information. The information is Cooper Webb, one of the biggest stars in the Moto game, had a practice crash. He went down, something has happened while he was down and did not race last week to where him and the team were like, you know what, F you, no F you. And that's it, Coop's done, effective now. This is rare, you don't see this happen in the middle of the season. Now, there's been speculation for a while that Cooper at the end of the year is probably going to go ride for Star Racing Yamaha. That was a rumor. And you got to think that's either an insurance policy because they don't know if they're going to get Eli or did they have plans to move for or are they going to run a three-bike, 450 lineup? You don't know. And we don't know. And nobody knows. But that's been the rumor. And the other rumor was, and the reason we got that rumor is because the other rumor was that Chase Sexton was going to go to Red Bull KTM. And that was before the season started, we heard that one. Oh, yeah, at the end of the year, Chase is going to Red Bull KTM. It's like, well, what's going to happen to Cooper? Cooper's not playing second fiddle to anyone. So if he goes to Star Racing Yamaha and he's there with Eli Tomac, is he going to settle on that? I don't think so. So I, I don't know. But a lot of speculation out there now. A big surprise when that dropped. Can't wait to find out more details. But as of now, they say it was an amicable split and they decided uh, part ways. Cooper's out, by the way, for the rest of the outdoor season with whatever that practice crash injury was or wasn't a practice crash. Moto was already sticking to the story of, hey, that was no, he he was not hurt. He just wanted points for the Super Motocross playoffs, and then now he's done. He's going to rest. And that could be. I I don't know. And maybe him or the team didn't agree on how they were going to do it. But Cooper is out for the rest of the season and no longer a part of the Red Bull KTM team as of now. I am Stretch. Coming up next, let's get into an interview with uh, Chase Sexton. Speaking of a guy that's fast and might be riding for that Red Bull KTM team very, very soon. We'll do that coming up here on the 4-9 big 49 it is stretch show and right now we are sitting down with a guy we have sorely missed since round one of the outdoor season that is your supercross champion mr chase sexton of the hrc Honda team but he was back at red bud and back up on the podium Chase congratulations on getting back on the box it's got to be really really good to get back on the track and be racing again uh walk us through and, and let us know how you're feeling about being back out there
1: <clears throat> yeah it's, it's definitely good to be back uh, it's this race is super super special for me just yeah. being only two hours from this place and uh the fans were they were yelling the whole the whole track no matter what position I was in so um that was awesome obviously it wasn't the result that I wanted today, I yeah. didn't get great stars. and I ended up falling over second moto, which is on me, and just gotta be gotta be better than what I was today. So okay. um, I knew coming in that I was gonna be. Uh, I gotta build back to where I was uh, in Supercross and try and get, uh, yeah, back to that point. That's what that's the reason I came back, and hopefully we can get there by the end of the year.
0: All right, you said you weren't happy with your starts, but uh, you know you get an overall uh, onto the podium, which is pretty good after the the big break that you've had in racing this summer. So what else is it out there that you weren't happy with today, or you feel like you've got to work on moving forward? Yeah, it wasn't really just my starts today that was uh, subpar. I think moto
1: one my riding was not good and then uh even moto two i think i was riding better but still not uh, my expectations and where i know i can be so uh, i just gotta get back on the horse and try and build a little bit i didn't obviously get to ride for a few weeks and then last week i actually had a good week and just leading up to this i felt good and more like myself but racing is a lot different so um yeah it's, it's going to be a, a build the rest of the season but i think i know i can uh i have what it takes to run up front and challenge jet so it's going to be uh interesting
0: finish to this uh outdoor series all right uh, now you're a guy that grew up you know racing here a lot being not that far away from red bud growing up as a kid and that today there was a lot to be made about the switch of the start they had the old start the new start What's your take on the two uh, uh, starting areas of Red Bud, which, do you like it better? Like, uh, Tell us your take, because I, I really like your perspective, being a guy that's probably raced this track more than anyone out here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm being honest, I didn't like the the new start that they put in uh, that's straight, obviously. It's yeah. it's obviously, I think, safer, but for me, I grew up racing on this one, and it feels more, more at home. Uh, I think, besides for the second 2BD Moto, I think it was pretty good all day, but... I've definitely seen some some big crashes there, even in amateur races. It's it's a pretty fast, uh, high-speed start, and also with that little left-hand chicane. They used to, I think, go up a little bit and then down, which had, was even worse. But, um, yeah, I, I like it. It feels a little bit more like the, the old Red Bud. But, I don't know. I, I don't really
0: have a preference. It's just it's nice to see it back. And it is nice to see you back, my friend. Congratulations on getting back on the podium. Can't wait to see you dialed in a little better next week and getting faster and pushing jet for the win. I think that is definitely going to be happening sooner rather than later. And we are eagerly anticipating that happening. So uh, best of luck to you when we head up to Southwick. Congratulations again on the podium and the return. And we will talk to you very soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big big, 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 the big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All week long, I've been telling you there's been absolutely no news in Moto and nothing to talk about. And I've been scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with stories to do four Moto Minutes a day. And then yesterday, well, the skies opened up and the Moto Gods just showered us with the biggest motocross story maybe this entire year, and that is that Cooper Webb and the Red Bull KTM team have parted ways. They say it was a mutual goodbye, and it comes after Cooper was injured in a practice crash and then didn't race last week. And I don't know what happened at that point. Like, maybe his deal was up and he already knew he was going to move on. And because of that crash, by the way, Cooper is now out for the rest of the outdoor season. But he's also out from the Red Bull KTM team. And I don't care who you are. Nobody saw this one coming. This was a big shocker, and I'm sure sooner or later we'll find out what really went down. But speculation is running rampant in the moto industry as Cooper Webb, one of the biggest superstars in the sport, parts ways with his team in the middle of the season. I I don't think we've seen this before. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Four nine, It is a stretch show. Shout out to Chase Sexton for talking to us. Loved having him back at the races uh, last weekend. Can't wait to see him improve this week, and you know he will. Him and Dylan Fran is are, are going to be something this week. They really are. Plus, don't be surprised if we don't get a lot of the middle-of-the-pack guys back from the World Supercross because they're on now a three-month break before round two, and a lot of dudes are going to come back and try to get into those... Uh, uh, super Motocross playoffs by getting enough points to get into the top twenty. So I anticipate a lot of guys coming back and getting in. I know Kenny's coming back. I think was it Washugo Kenny's coming back. Uh, July twenty second. Kenny's back. But right now, let's get into a fun story. Let's say you know what? Let's stay with the motocross theme because this is crazy. And and I have to tell you, I saw this story when I was getting ready to do the show, and I thought, oh. Crap Colby Raja got arrested That's the first thing I thought Oh no, Kobe Raha got arrested And the headline, this is out of Las Vegas Is the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department um, Were able to take a motorcycle rider A reckless rider Quote, quote, into custody After he rode his motorcycle through several casino floors <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, Colby Raha. First thing I thought was Colby Raha, but it, it, it is not Colby. Uh, it is an unidentified man. They say he created multiple events on Las Vegas Boulevard in which Las Vegas Police Department say he rode through casino floors, upstairs, and up escalators, did wheelies up and down Las Vegas Boulevard, and when the cops to come, he'd just run from them and get away. Well, they were able to... D- figure out where this guy was i think and do some surveillance on him and then they rolled in and they popped him they impounded his truck and his kawasaki motorcycle that's how i know it was not colby raha because colby is Husqvarna through and through and they impounded them all and and remember we talk about this on the show a lot the people that just ride dirt bikes down the street now and you're like dude what are the cops doing what's happening a uh, pack of, like, 150 dudes went by my house a few weeks ago. And, and when I say by my house, I'm talking Sunset Boulevard at Pacific Coast Highway. Like, very, very busy stuff. And they did not live around here, these dudes. And they were riding quads and dirt bikes and doing wheelies and riding on the sidewalk. No cops in sight. Well, this guy got caught. And check out the charges that are coming his way. Three felony counts of a driver disobeying a police officer... Endangered to a person or property, five gross misdemeanor counts of disregard for the safety of persons or property, four misdemeanor counts of reckless driving, that's doing the wheelies and rolling out, one felony count of assault with a deadly weapon, one felony count of child abuse and neglect, one felony count of coercion with force or threat of force. So I don't know what this guy did, but they got him. And shout out to the Las Vegas Police Department for actually doing something about this at some point. Don't get me wrong, I I freaked out when I saw it because I thought it was Colby and I love Colby's videos and I was like, who would be dumb enough to do wheelies down the Las Vegas strip and then ride their motorcycle to a casino? I know, Colby and Ronnie Mack, that's who, but it wasn't. It was just some guy and I'm sure he was filming it for, you know, YouTube hits or whatever and trust me, that's probably going to be how they ended up tracking him down. But it was not Kobe, they do not say who it was, but this guy was on a Kawasaki, whoever it was, and he was boning out on the Las Vegas Strip, riding your motorcycle through casino floors. The the casino security is no joke. They got guns and I'm surprised they didn't tackle him or do something, but he was getting away with it too, right up until he wasn't. So, uh, one reckless crazy moto head down in Las Vegas. All right, coming up, let's uh, get back on the, uh, let's see, get an interview going with, from yesterday. Let's replay that interview with Jet Lawrence. If you missed the Jet Lawrence interview, going to replay that coming up here in moments. Still ahead on the show, a brand new interview with Dylan Ferrandez from the Star Racing Yamaha crew. If you missed that, or you missed it, we haven't played it yet. That's coming up uh, in a little while, but definitely Jet Lawrence is next right here on a 4-9. Big, 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 big. the big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Now that the Cooper Webb story has come out about him leaving the Red Bull KTM team right in the middle of the season and getting ready to move on to his next big project, the rumor mills are kicking into high gear. A lot of people saying he's gonna end up back on that star racing Yamaha team. Now we do know this, all season long, We have heard the rumor that Chase Sexton was going to join that Red Bull KTM team as soon as his contract was up in October with Honda. And that could be, you know, Chase is the big dog on Honda. All of a sudden, Jet comes in. Jet's the big dog. So maybe Chase is like, I- I'm out of here. But does Cooper want to share the limelight with Chase Sexton? We don't know, but it sure looks like that might be true now that Cooper is on his way out at the Red Bull KTM team. And if he does go to the Star Racing Yamaha team, is it because Eli Tomac is going to retire and not come back? Or are they going to do something with Dylan Fernandez and then have Cooper Webb and Eli as their 450 team? We don't know, but we can't wait to find out. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a big old Friday spectacular. This What the Florida is just lovely. And I got to tell you, there's a program that I'm going to think should probably be disbanded. Let's get into this. It happened on Thursday night. Fort Myers police Received a phone call about an unconscious male at a home 3800 block of Broadway Avenue when they get there there's a guy outside covered in blood and they say uh, excuse me sir are you the man that needs help and he said no I'm the man that cut him and they're like uh, excuse me and he, remember this guy's covered in blood so they ask him again are you the guy that got cut or are you the guy that did the cutting he said I'm the guy that did the cutting and they're like alright stay right there and then they walk in the apartment and they find a dead man Oh yeah, and they also find a baseball bat that the dead man had been bludgeoned to death with so there's another man there he's inside the apartment he's the guy that called 911 in the first place as the guy was sitting there the guy that was outside the bloody guy that said he was the guy that cut him uh, he was also babbling and saying some spontaneous utterances, or what they are calling it, and saying some weird stuff, like a crazy man would say. The roommate's dead on the floor. The other roommate says, Yeah, it's just the three of us that live here. Uh, these two guys, they've been at each other's throats for a while, but they've never been violent with each other before. And they're like, Yeah, well, what happened? They're friends. And they're like, Well, they're roommates. And they were put together by a place called the Hope Clubhouse, which is a nonprofit organization that provides resources and assistance for adults with mental health difficulties. Oh, wait a minute. Back it up. This is Florida. You're a resource that takes crazy people and put them with other crazy people? That's a recipe for crazy. Oh, but we're in Florida, the home of crazy. So this nonprofit organization put these guys together and uh, they're crazy. They say that the guy Boone, that's the guy they arrested for murder, uh, they believe he had stopped taking his medication for an undisclosed mental illness. And let me tell you something. Medications for mental illness, once they get them dialed in, are profound and amazing and life-changing. The second you get so confident that you're normal and you stop taking your medications, bad things happen crazy people need to be on their meds and you can't force them to take them it's a whole dog and pony show with mental illness and and i don't know what we can do you got to have somebody that has a conservatorship over them that can basically force them to take their medication because when they get off their medication they do crazy things like kill their roommate with a baseball bat oh yeah uh just so you know he killed them because uh the guy was was the devil apparently He said he was bashing him and he was saying all kinds of stuff about salvation and Satan as he was beating him with the bat. He was saying, get out of here, Satan. And then there was a loud boom, which was the roommate's face being smashed in with a baseball bat. That's what the guy that was in the other room heard. He's just glad he wasn't in the front room trying to watch TV or he'd have probably been dead too. Yeah, looked outside, the guy was laying on the ground in a pool of blood and he was dead because his crazy roommate, Mr. Boone, Uh, who now claims he was rebuking the devil in the name of Jesus with a baseball bat. Sounds perfectly logical when you're off your medication. Shout out to that charity that puts crazy people together to be roommates. I would say you would want to put crazy people with not crazy people so that the not crazy people could kind of look out for the crazy people or call the police or authorities or family members when they're going awry. Yeah, crazy on crazy is, is bad, but You get that in Florida every day. Just walk into 7-Eleven. Oh, my God. It's like I'm psychic. Coming up next, we are going to talk to Dylan Ferrandez. But right after Dylan Ferrandez, we're going to go to a 7-Eleven in Florida with a whole other story. It is your double dose of Fistful of Florida for the day. And we'll do that coming up after Dylan Ferrandez next on A Big
1: 49. The man urged.
0: This has gotta be the strangest story I've done on Man Entertainment in a long time. But yesterday in Las Vegas, Britney Spears, yes, Britney Spears, is walking through her hotel lobby when she sees the seven foot five inch Victor Wabanyama, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Just was the number one pick in the NBA draft recently. Is now a San Antonio Spur. He's in Vegas for the summer league that's about to start. Britney said she saw him in the lobby and she wanted to congratulate him on his success. And when she went to walk over to him he didn't hear so she tapped him on the shoulder at which point his security turned around and backhanded Britney Spears right in the face knocked her sunglasses off I mean smacked the crap out of her and Britney starts to go down and they say Victor looked over and kind of smirked laughed and walked away. Britney Spears was not happy. She notified Las Vegas police department and they are now doing an investigation into that security guy. Cause he did smack the crap out of a five foot, four inch woman that walked up and tapped his client on the shoulder. It was a little unnecessary what they did. It seems like somebody in your marketing and promotions department should lose their job I can't make this crap up on July 3rd the Miami Marlins held some promotions at the ballpark all baseball teams do this they have one called bark in the park where you're invited to bring your dog to the baseball game and tons of people do it now here's the kicker they also had fireworks that night so you get everybody to bring their dogs to the baseball stadium, where the dogs are probably a little freaked out because it's loud in the first place, and then you set off a bunch of fireworks. What could go wrong? And this is Kevin. Costner divorce is getting fun. Remember, the ex-wife is asking for $250-something thousand dollars a month for child support. Kevin's initially offered $38,000. They've upped the offer to $51,000, but now his estranged wife says that kids are used to having a team of people hired to maintain the home and the property that they live in. They also are used to having assistants and helpers who handle their schedules, their grocery shopping, their food prep, their cleaning, their cooking. To which I say, aren't you their mom? Aren't you supposed to do something? What did you ever do besides I guess look pretty on Kevin Costner's arm because you didn't do very much motherly stuff, it seems like if somebody else was paid to do it all for you. The man Man entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show, and right now we are going to sit down with a friend of ours that rides for the Star Racing Yamaha team. His name is Dylan Ferrandez and we are big fans at the 49 because Dylan is fast as F, and Dylan... I really liked watching you race today. It's the glimmers of that championship run you had in the outdoor season in your rookie year, and I really liked watching you push Jet. It's like he got the good starts. You were right there. You were pushing him, and at times you were closing the gap. You didn't get it done, but but the improvement is there. I have a feeling that that uh, week off probably lets you really get that bike dialed in finally, because it showed it today. If that's what you guys did during the week off, was work on that bike. Because it, it really seemed like that's what it was. So walk us through why you seem to have gotten a lot better this week than you have been the last couple of rounds.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I say, uh, a lot during uh, during that season. Uh, the new bike. Uh, it took us some time to understand uh, the bike and. Uh, that week off was uh, was good. We use uh, we, we use it a lot. We tested tested a lot, and yeah, obviously it's better. I feel better on the bike. Yeah, uh, nice. uh, yeah. The first model was not that great. Uh, I spent many many time behind Masterpool and never find a way to pass him. And uh, okay. yeah, lose uh, lose too much time and energy. And uh, yeah, the second moto uh, obviously I was behind Jet and I tried everything I could uh, to try to pass him, but yeah, it was uh, still a little better. So yeah, I think. Uh, I think there's room to, to beat him, but yeah, we're gonna have to be to be perfect and uh, maybe for sure if we can uh, get a better start than him, uh, okay. that would help us a lot. But yeah, I think uh, I think we made a big step this weekend and uh, yeah, we're looking for the next few rounds to, to do a little bit better again. All
0: right, Dylan, and y- when you got close to Jeb, because you were really close, closer than just about anyone's been this entire season, were you able to uh, notice something in his riding style that you think you could exploit to uh, you know, get a win on him in the next couple of rounds here, or is there you know a hole in his riding game? I guess that, that you might have saw. Ah, uh,
2: no, honestly, uh, I mean he was just doing everything right, uh, no mistake. Yeah. I think that was uh, that's why I, I never really got close enough to put an attack because uh, just no mistake. And uh, yeah, he's been uh, so much in control since the beginning of the season that uh, yeah, he's just. Uh, more in control than us, like we have to push to, to get close to him, and and I think for now it makes a difference for him. But yeah, for sure the day I can be closer to him and pressure him, uh, maybe maybe do a mistake. I hope so. Yeah. We see uh, we see that in the next uh, next few rounds.
0: Alright, we heard from Jet about the lap riders that they were a problem and, and we didn't really see the lap riders causing a problem for him, but we did see it for you. I know at one point a lap rider cost you a, a, a jump on LaRocco's Leap, which then slowed you down by at least a couple of seconds on that lap. Where Was that a big issue for you today besides that moment when you were unable to jump uh, LaRocco's Leap because of a lapper at that point?
2: Did you have any other issues with uh, lappers today? Yeah, for sure that that lap when I couldn't jump the uh, yeah. it cost me uh, a few seconds, so that was a bummer. But yeah, that's, that's racing. They are part of the race. But okay. yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes uh, some guys do, do respect the blue flag, some a little less. Uh, I know it's, it's never easy situation for everyone, but it wasn't that bad today for me unless uh, at that, that time on the sleep for sure. Um, I was pretty mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And rightfully so. Uh, Dylan, today was, in my opinion, the best we've seen you ride all season so far. You started the season strong up on the podium, then you had a couple where you were top five but not on the podium, and then today back with a really, really strong ride. Uh, Is there anything on those couple of rounds where you didn't get on the podium? That you have, you know, learned from that that got you to where you are today.
2: Yeah, just the the feeling with the track, the feeling with the bike. Uh, where just race where I was struggling a little more, and yeah, yeah, just some race situation I put myself in, like uh, some mistake for me here and here. So yeah, it's just just that today, uh, two good start for sure, help a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you're out front, uh, you you minimize your your risk of crashing a start or crashing first few laps, so it helped a lot for sure.
0: All right, Dylan, how about the track today? Were you liking the track? Did you like the way it was groomed up? Uh, it, it seemed to be, uh, as far as tracks go, maybe the best one we've raced on this year.
2: I think it was good. It was pretty similar to the previous years. Uh, no, the track was, I mean, it's red, but it's uh, one of the favorite track of everyone. Uh, it was uh, was very good. Uh, the new section, uh, I can't say I was uh, liking more than the old one, it was just different. Yeah. Um, the lar- I feel like the lower slip was uh, easier, like I overjumped uh, many times, like yeah. bad. <laughs> so uh, for us in 450 was uh, easier. Yeah. But yeah, just to answer your previous question at uh, the start, uh, yeah, I think uh, the people need to look at the, to watch the, the first yeah. mode, the second mode of 250 and see how dangerous it is. Like uh, the this start has, like if, if they change it, there's a reason it was too dangerous. and. I think Enter uh, is, uh, is not really happy about it today.
0: Huh? Yeah, very, very true. Uh, but you uh, did not go down. You had a really great ride and you looked fantastic. Good to see you back, uh, you know, looking in rare form. Can't wait to see the season just continue on and to watch you get better and continue to push for, you know, race wins against Jet, who it seems like you're starting to slowly reel them in. And it's exciting to watch. So congratulations, Dylan. We're rooting for you, man. Can't wait to see what happens next week in Southwick. I am stretched. this is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Now that we got the completely unexpected news of Cooper Webb leaving the Red Bull KTM team yesterday morning, everyone is really feeling bold now with their psychic predictions of what's gonna happen with other teams. People are now saying that Eli Tomac is not only coming back, but he's signing a two-year deal and that he's gonna be racing alongside Cooper on the Star Racing Yamaha team. So we don't know, nothing is confirmed other than the fact that Cooper is definitely out at the Red Bull KTM team, but everything else you see on the internet is actually hearsay at this point because we have no confirmation. This Cooper story though, going down in the middle of the season is very, very unusual. And there has to be way more to this story that we're gonna dig into and hopefully find out in the coming days. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show here on a Friday, don't forget Friday means last chance radio, three o'clock today on the 49. nine. Moto man gonna be bringing it home, maybe solo, kind of like his sex life, but Kyle could be there, kind of like his sex life, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not pointing any fingers. <laughs> uh, three o'clock today though, on the 49, whatever's gonna happen it's gonna happen. Right now, let's go down to Florida again. And let's talk about a 7-Eleven worker on Sunday night. He was working a shift. And and you know what's weird? I have a little empathy for this guy. His name is Miles Jenkins, he's 35 years old. And he's working at the register of a 7-Eleven. When a lady comes in, her name is Tina Warren. And I don't know what happens, but they say the clerk becomes seriously, seriously frustrated with the customer. So much so that he finally picks up the giant big gulp she had filled with lemonade and smashes about her head. Smash, smash. Throws the whole thing right at her head. Here's the problem. It's a 7-Eleven, so there's cameras everywhere. There's witnesses everywhere. She called the police, filed a criminal complaint. Mr. Jenkins was arrested. They say uh, he also, while the police were there, made spontaneous statements about Striking the woman with the drink. Uh, he was charged with felony battery. You throw a big gulp at somebody, that's a felony battery. They say he was released from custody. The uh, A battery is a felony because Jenkins has a prior conviction for sexually battering a young girl. A crime he did several years in prison for, but I guess when you're a parolee, and then you bash somebody in the head with a big gulp. That'll escalate from a simple assault to a felony battery. And he is probably going to go back to jail, would be my guess. Yeah, but, but you ever go into a store or have to deal with a customer or see... I've lost my mind on a person in front of me in line for the person behind the counter before. Where they come in and they're just like nonsensical idiots or they're stupid or they don't get it or they're holding up the line or they have some crazy request i've literally intervened to be like are you effing serious right now you're holding up this entire line for this and this and this like get the f out of the way are you freaking nuts and then the people get mad and leave and then the little person behind the counter will tell me thank you thank you for doing that i was about to go crazy i'm like yeah i know you were i already already did good lucky for you i already went crazy Man, speaking of going crazy, here's a fun little story. I had a weird neighbor incident yesterday at my house. Uh, you guys know I got three dogs. I got two uh, German shepherds, and then I got a blind pug. One of my German shepherds is 13 years old. The fat wanker sleeping next to me right now farting like a mofo. But. Uh, he's not nice. He's 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 got a job. One job in this. Well, he's got two jobs. His one job was to protect the pug from coyotes. And he did a great job because the pug is now 12 and blind and still alive. So he's done an amazing job at that. And then the other is to protect the family and the house. That is his primary job. And German shepherds are dogs that want jobs. And he really is great at his job. Well, now we have a a two-year-old German Shepherd as well, and she's really hyper vigilant at protection. So I put the old German Shepherd and the blind pug in my front yard, which has a four and a half foot fence around it. And I hear my German Shepherd boy barking, and he only barks if there's problems. He doesn't, he's not a barker. My girl, the two year old, barks at a shadow and barks at everything, but that's part of her security protocol. The boy will growl put his hair up and then I know someone's about to get bit or or something's about to get attacked and something's wrong. He shows signs, but you gotta know, you're his owner, you know it. All right, so I hear the, the, the big boy barking and I go outside and there's an old lady and she's trying to pet my German Shepherd who has his hair up and is growling and barking at her. And I say, hey, don't pet my dog. And she says to me, it's okay, I used to have a German Shepherd. And I say, yeah this one's not nice don't pet my dog and sh- and she's not listening to me and by that time my female sees her impending on her territory and she's going at her and I gotta yell at her thank god she has a uh, pretty good on her comeback command and she stops but I told her I go you're lucky that dog is 13 years old or you would have got your ass bit Cause he is not a friendly dog. And this one that's out here now is really aggressive. Like, please just like go about your business. I'm in my front yard with my dogs so they can go to the bathroom. I'm not out here so people can play with them. Like they're my pets. They're not for the neighborhood. And she was so butthurt and offended, but I had to just like, seriously, like what, at what point do you look at? A, my, my boy weighs 110 pounds. If you look at a 110 pound dog, that is snarling at you with his hair up and barking at you and you think oh come on it's okay i'll pet you but who does that i know stupid rich white people that's who that's everyone that lives around here stupid rich white people they're stupid and then continues to argue with me when i tell her hey my dog's not nice don't try to pet my dog you're gonna get bit get away from my dog I finally I brought the dogs in too and she got all mad that I was bringing them in and like huffed away, but I'm like, I just saved your hand. You were gonna get bit in your arm or whatever. Oh, I used to have one, I'm fine. Really? I used to have a pit bull the whole time I was a kid and guess what? If I see somebody walking a pit bull, the last thing I do is walk up to it and be like, oh my God, he's so cute, can I play with him? Now, don't get me wrong, there's friendly, lovable pit bulls, mine was. Mine just didn't like animals. He was cool with people. But man. Ah, no, he attacked people. I'm not going to lie. But he'd let you pet him if I was there. And I said it was okay. My German shepherds aren't the same. People are stupid. And it's not just people in Florida. Apparently a lot of stupid people in Pacific Palisades. Alright. I'm stretched. I got one more up in me before I get out of here. And we'll get into the final hour where we will rerun that Chase Sexton interview and then pack it up and pack it in and get ready to go home on a Friday. It's the Big 49. Big, big Big The Big 49 Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Looking for an interesting moto video. Kenny Roxon did one with the Fox Moto Gear people, and it's pretty cool. It's just a day in the life of Ken Roxon from the time he wakes up in the morning and then going through his breakfast, his at home rituals, and then going out and getting in a workout and then going to the track and riding. And I'll tell you the thing I found the most interesting in that entire video is that Kenny talking about his breakfast, how he likes to eat raw liver now he doesn't show him eating raw liver at all in the video he just said that he likes to do that yet they didn't show it another thing that was interesting to me is that this guy is a high-level athlete and motocross requires a lot of endurance and everything I can see by what that guy eats there are not a lot of carbs in there, almost no carbohydrates. It's all protein and fruit and no carbs. So I don't know how that guy is able to maintain the level of athleticism he does with such a low carb intake. But if you want to check out the video, it's up on YouTube under the Fox Moto channel. I am stretching Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's a stretch show here on a Friday. Shout out ah, to everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. Get your ride on, whatever you're going to do. I got a little tip for you coming from the FBI. Remember this week I played, if you heard it, I played. I have AI stretch now. It's a service that I pay for. I cloned my own voice and I am can talk to myself. <laughs> it sounds sick and twisted. My thought was to use it for radio production and some other stuff. So I I had it do the Moto Minutes on I think Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. And it did it was alright. It's interesting. It doesn't sound so much like a robot talking as it's just doesn't sound so much like me like it should. It's supposed to be a voice clone. And it's not dialed in yet. But we can do that and we know how easy it is and i'm on the radio babbling every day it would be very easy to get my voice and make a deep fake of my voice incredibly simple which is why we often see like you'll see videos on instagram or on TikTok or whatever and it'll be president biden talking about gay pride or something like that and it's some funny video that someone has made or uh, Donald Trump talking some crazy, nonsensical babble. And what's funny is both of them do that without AI, yet you can do it real easy with AI and it happens all the time. And that's what the people do. They they use AI to make deepfake videos. So they, they make the voice and it's really their voice saying that stuff. Well, now the FBI is warning of deepfake videos that people are making and they're warning people... Be very, very careful, especially with children, because what people are doing is they'll go on your social media accounts and they'll get pictures or videos that you post, and then they can, just like I can clone my voice and I can do that, they can make those into like porn. They can do like a deep fake porn with your likeness on it, and then what they're doing is then calling people and threatening to either, they're harassing people sometimes just saying we're gonna release this to everybody at your school, even though it's not a video that would ever happen, but they say they're gonna put it out there and then there's others where they're demanding money and trying to blackmail people into paying them so they don't release these deep fake porn that they're doing and apparently it's a thing. If the FBI is issuing it, it's happened uh, hundreds of times already. They say uh, criminals are now using artificial intelligence to transform harmless photos into explicit content. Officials explain the advances in artificial intelligence are improving the quality of fake images. And it's true, it's getting to be really, really easy. And they have a million tips, and I'll be honest with you, the tips are very, very common sense. Monitor your kids, use discretion when posting anything. Uh, no, you should run Google searches on yourself every now and then to see what's out there for you. And if you have kids on your kids, and they say once something hits the internet, it's hard to get back. And if somebody does a deep fake of, you know, you blowing a donkey, I'm not saying Motoman really did that. I'm saying it could have been a deep fake. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Could have been. Somebody like Kyle could have used AI and made that. It might not have really happened. So once that's out there, though, and it's online, it's, it's hard to get it back. Hard to put the genie back in the bottle, so to speak. So... I guess the bottom line here is to be very, very careful with anything on social media, especially with children. That seems to be who these a-holes target, especially like a a teenage kid, how life-ending that would be. You get a picture of you doing something sexual that you never even did, and it goes out to everyone at your school or to social media accounts of people at your school. So be careful. They say also research the privacy data sharing and data retention policies of social media platform apps. By the way, if you signed up for that new thread, the uh, Mark Zuckerberg version of Twitter, you side your life away. You should probably read the fine print on that one because they are the biggest violators of your privacy and data collection. And boy, do they rape you on a daily over at Meta, in my opinion. All right, it's time to uh, pack it up and get out of here. Let's do this. Chase Sexton coming up top of the hour, and then I'm going to wrap it up and go home for Friday and then get ready to uh, hang out with my moron friends on Saturday at 9 a.m. right here on the 4-9. So let's wrap it up. Chase Sexton coming up in the 4-9. Stretch show, wrapping it up for Friday. About to get on up out of here. Still waiting to get the nitty gritty on what happened exactly with the Cooper Webb situation. I got a feeling what happened is either they didn't want him to race again because of the injury and he wanted to race and they had some type of blow up or he didn't want to race and they wanted him to race after that practice crash. And he was like, I'm leaving anyways. And they're like, Hey, you're leaving anyways. Let's just end this now. It seems like the most logical explanation. But the rumors are out there that he's going back to star racing Yamaha where he was before. And will be racing there. Uh, To me, smart move. Cooper Webb, the grinder, I call that guy. He is the greatest, most consistent, just ride your ass till you make a mistake and then beat you. Rider there is. He plays the best mental head games I'm a big fan of Cooper Webb. So crazy that they split ways in the middle of the, of the season. That's crazy to me, but the rumors are now that Eli's signing for two more years. I don't buy that. Maybe is, I don't know. The rumors have been out there for a long time. that chase was already going to the red bull team. So the writing was on the walls. They were done with Cooper anyway, but who really knows? I do not. I tell you what, I am not a I'm a moto fan that has a motocross rock and roll radio station. I am not a moto insider. I probably know more than your average person, but there's a hell of a lot more people out there with more insight than me and more contacts cuz I am kept at arm's length by everybody because they don't trust me. Yeah, not at all. So, we do the best we can and we get you information and we're we're hustlers. We're grinders. We, I, I think I love Cooper Webb so much because I think we're a lot like Cooper Webb. We're just going to grind, going to grind, going to grind. You're like, damn, these mofos won't go away. Yeah, they're right on your back tire waiting for you to make a mistake, and then they're going to get you. That's what Coop does. So shout-out to Coop. I wish him and his family the best. Can't wait to see what happens with him. And let's get to racing tomorrow, 9 a.m., right here on the 4.9. Don't forget the Last Chance Radio Show today. Moto Man probably Kyle, uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon here on the 4-9. I thank you guys for listening. In the meantime, I'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.